Hey, good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live, March 15th, I think. Today's quote is on taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Which honestly is a bit um, of a problem. The problem is people, it, it leads to the idea that the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha are something that can protect you once you've taken refuge. Meaning, you do this ceremony where you supposedly take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and then you can say, poof, I'm protected by the triple gem. I think that's problematic because the danger is that uh, we rely on an event in the past to protect us which of course it can't. They're not like some security service that you can call and have them install a, a security system in your home. It doesn't protect you like that. And the problem is with this word refuge. <clears throat> because it can mean that, and it does mean that, but we have to understand it deeper, and especially in light of this sutta. I'm actually somewhat... Well, it's definitely a bad, a poor translation in this case. I mean, poor guy, I'm always beating up on the author of this, these quote, of this collection of quotes, but he really did a good, good job bringing them all together. So I'm not really criticizing him exactly, but a spade is a spade and a wrong translation is a wrong translation. And I argue that that is a wrong translation because here's the quote, Ewang buddhang sarantanang. So the word is sarantanang. It comes from the verb sarati. Thus, for one taking refuge in the Buddha, is how he translated, right? But it may, or for those. Thus, for those, and the verb is saranta, someone who is, someone who is, uh, <coughs> who, who does a sarati. Sarati means to remember. The wrong version of the word to remember is actually a synonym for the word sati saranangwa sati 
the word sarana itself means is a synonym for sati. Sarana means remembrance. Sati also means remembrance. So a good translation is recollection of the Buddha or uh, mindful. Although mindfulness of the Buddha seems kind of weird because the Buddha is not here, how can we be mindful of him? So this is where we see mindfulness is a bad translation. Remembrance of the Buddha. But we don't say that in English. That's a good translation. So thus, for one who remembers the Buddha, who thinks about, who keeps in mind, in this, in this instance probably recollects is, is good. One who recollects the Buddha, recollects the Dhamma, recollects the Sangha. Bayangwa chambhidatangwa lomahangso nahisati. Nahisati comes from bhavati, which I didn't know. It's the future of bhavati. Nahisati, na bhavisati. Will not become, will not come to be. What won't come to be? Bayang, fear. Chambita. Chambita means, uh, oh, here it means consternation. I didn't think that's what it meant. What does our translator say about it? Trembling. It's supposed to be trembling, right? And he misses the third one. Let's see, Chambita. Mm, stupefaction. Freezing with fear, I think, is the point. Shock, maybe, is a good word. And the third one is an interesting konva, loma hangsa. Loma is this, the hair on your arms, and hangsa is, hangsa means a swan, actually. So in English, we say goose flesh. means goosebumps. Loma hangsa is when your your uh, your uh, hair stands on end. It's just about it's just to do with fear. The point is that when you think about the Buddha, the Dhamma and Sangha, and in the context of this sutta, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's not about taking refuge as a ceremony or even just making a determination. My refuge is the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. What the refuge means is you determine in your mind that these, these are the things that you, you look for protection in. Uh, you don't look elsewhere. So it's why we say that constitutes be, being a Buddhist. But it's not a ceremony that you take and then somehow you're protected. You do the, you'll do the ceremony to determine in your mind and to make clear in your mind, I'm a Buddhist, basically. What does it mean to be a Buddhist? It means I take refuge in the Buddha. You know, the, the Buddha is my leader. When you and ask who is the leader, who is your leader? The Buddha. That means to take refuge. I don't seek refuge in Jesus. I don't seek refuge in Muhammad. I don't seek refuge in in the president or the prime minister. I seek refuge in the Buddha. So it's a determination in your mind where you go to seek advice. 
and seeking refuge in the Dhamma, which teachings do I follow? I don't follow the Bible or the Quran or the or the Torah. I follow the Dhamma of the Buddha. And which teachers do I follow? The Sangha, those pe those people who have followed the Buddha's teaching and have practiced it rightly and realized the truth for themselves. That's what that means, but that's not what's being talked about in the sutta. The sutta is talking about it's a story. The Buddha talks, tells a story about how in heaven the angels and the asuras, the devas and the asuras were fighting. And so the asuras were kind of like these titans, I guess, in the Greek mythology. They're fallen angels. They live in some, they were kicked out of heaven. Asura means they got them drunk. There's a, one etymology that means sura. They gave them sura. They gave them sura, which is liquor. They didn't, the, the devas didn't want to have these guys in heaven with them, so they they uh, got them drunk and then kicked them out. And so they weren't allowed in heaven anymore, which, which of course got the asuras uh, upset. And uh, so they went to war with the devas. And so the king of the devas, Saka or Indra, uh, says to them, look at my, he says to the devas, if you ever get scared in battle, look at my dajja, dajaga. Dajja means the flagpole and agga is the, the pinnacle, the top. Look at the top of my, you'll see me in battle with my banner. Look at that. Because if you think of me, you will have no fear. And he said, if you don't think of me, then think of Bajapati. Bajapati was another a famous Indian mytho mythological angel or god. Uh, and the third one is Varuna. If you don't think of Bajapati, think of Varuna. Varuna is another one. In the, in the, this is all from the Vedas, early Indian religious texts. And the Buddha says, we actually chant this sutta. It's a common one to be chanted. Uh, Devara in on the third one, what do we have? I don't know. Then we also have Isa. There's four of them, I guess. Isana, 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 Sava, Devara, Jasa, Tajagang, Ulokeyatang, Yang Bavisati, Bayangwa, Jambidatang, Walumang, Sova, Sopahietapi, No Pipahieta means that fear that they had might disappear, but it might not. Tangkisahetu, what is the cause for this? Sako hibikave devanamindo. Saka, the king of the angels, the chief of the angels. Avita rago, avita doso, avita moho. He has not gotten rid of raga, passion. He's not gotten rid of anger. He's not gotten rid of delusion. And that's important. He's not, it means he's not, um, he's not inspiring. He's not special. This is important because there is a power that comes from thinking about the Buddha that, that's beyond kind of, beyond what most people would think. You know, a rational, scientific, modern thinking individual would think, well, yeah, there's some psychological benefit, but it goes beyond that. 
they don't realize the intense psychological benefit that comes from thinking of someone who is perfectly pure, who is free, which we'll get to. But he says about uh, about Saka, Biru Chambi Uttarasi Palayiti. Biru, he is fearful. Chambi, he gets scared, paralyzed with fear. This is again Chambi. Uttarasi, he gets terrified. Palayiti, he runs away. It's someone who will run away. Something like that. He's he's not free from fear. And he says, but I tell you, if you if for all of for any of you monks, who have gone to forests, gone to the foot of a tree, gone to an empty place. Upajaya bhayangwa jambitatangwa lomahangsova. If there should arise fear or terror or goose flesh, goosebumps. Mameva tasming samaye anusarayata. You should at that time think of me. And this is anusarayata, which comes comes from anusati. Anusarati, sorry, Anusarati. So this is where the word sarana later on or saranta comes from. It doesn't come from the idea of a refuge. It comes from reflecting on. You should think of me. You should recollect me. Remember me. Think back on who I am. And then he says, Itipiso Bhagava Arahang Samma Sambuddho. And this is where this comes from. This is the classic across the board in all Theravada Buddhist countries, what we chant. It's actually, I found it in the Lotus Sutra, which we've been talking about. So it's very common. This is the standard. And this is where it comes from, from this sutta, in the Sangyutta Nikaya. It's called the Dajaka Sutta. Very famous one that we often chant. Itipiso Bhagava Rahang Samma Sambuddho. Indeed, he is the blessed one, worthy, self enlightened, Vinja Charana Sampanno, endowed with conduct, knowledge and conduct, Sugato, well gone, Lokavidu, the knower of worlds, knower of all worlds, Anuttaro Purisadamasarati. Or you could say Anuttaro is unexcelled or unsurpassed. Purisadhamma Sarati, the charioteer or the tamer, the tamer of people who are tameable. He trains people who can be trained. Satta, he is a teacher, Deva Manusanang of angels and humans. Buddha, he is the Buddha, Bhagava. He is, Bhagava is an interesting word, could mean blessed, lucky. Depends. But that's it. That's something we should all memorize. 
Itipiso Bhagava Rahang Samma Sambuddho. And they actually do memorize and then they go over each word. Uh, arahang, arahang, arahang vataso bhagava. Samma sambuddho, samma sambuddho, samma sambuddhang vataso bhagava. Samma sambuddho vataso bhagava. Samma sambuddhang saranangachami, samma sambuddhang sirasanamami. They go through each one and there's a chant for, for each word as a recollection. This kind of thing is very powerful. And then he says, No te manganusareyata, if you don't think of me, atadammanganusareyata. Then think of the dhamma, svakato bhagavata dhammo sandittiko akaliko ehipasiko opanaiko pachatang veditambo yinyuhi. Well taught by the Blessed One is the Dhamma. Sanditiko, time, uh, sanditiko is to be seen here and now. Akaliko, nothing to do with time. Ehipasiko, or timeless maybe. Ehipasiko, to be seen, inviting you to come and see. Ehipasiko is a very interesting word because these are, ehi actually means come, it's an imperative. And pasa is probably the same, see. Come and see. Ehi pasiko is mean something that is come and seeable, something that you can come and see. But more something you can tell people to come and see. You can say about it, come and see for yourself. Opanaiko leading you opanaiko leading you onward. It means the more you learn about about it, the more you the more you want to learn. And there's always further to go. You learn one thing and it leads you to even more knowledge, even more wisdom, even more peace. To be known by the wise for themselves. So it's not something you can explain or relate or teach to someone else. You have to know it for yourself. No je dhammang anusareyata, if you don't think of the dhamma, atad sanghang anusareyata, then think of the sangha. Supatipanno bhagavato savaka sangho. Well practiced is the sangha of the Blessed One, the sangha of disciples, the group, community of disciples of the Blessed One. Ujjupatipanno, uh, practiced upright. Nyaya patipanno, practicing according to the uh, right way. Samiti patipano means again right, rightly practiced or something. Proper practice properly. Savaka sango yenidang chatari purisayugani. That is to say, the four pairs of people. Atta purisabugala, the eight people. Esa <coughs> bhagavat, and that's the eight, eight types of enlightened beings. Esa Bhagavato Savaka Sangha. This is the Sangha of disciples of the Blessed One. Ahuneyo, worthy of ah, worthy of respect. Oh no, worthy of offerings. Bahunayo Neyo, worthy of hospitality. Dakineyo is worthy of gifts, so that's the offering. So Ahuneyo is worthy of sacrifice, Ahuneyo 
worthy of, of, of hospitality, dakineyo, worthy of gifts, anjali karaniyo, someone who we should say, do anjali towards, we should hold up our hands in respect. Anuttarang punya ketang lokasa, the unexcelled field of merit for the world. So giving gifts or respecting such people or listening to their teachings is like a, a field of merit where you plant your seeds and good comes from it. And he says about these three things, after each one he says, Sangang buddhang mamang hi wo bhikkave, dhammang hi wo bhikkave, sanghang hi wo bhikkave. Thinking about anusaratang, when you think about the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, Yang Bawisati, Bayangwa, Chambidatangwa, Lomahang, Sova, Sopahi Sati. It will disappear. It will vanish. Pass away. What is the cause? Tanki sehetu tathagato hi bhikkhuve arahang samma sambuddho. The tathagata bhikkhus is, the tathagata is a word for the Buddha. Arahang samma sambuddho is a worthy, fully enlightened being, fully self-enlightened. Vita rago is free from passion. Vita doso, free from anger. Vita moho. Free from delusion. Abhiru, he is fearless. Achambi, he doesn't get terrified. Anuttarasi, doesn't fear anything. Apalai, he doesn't, doesn't run away from anything. Doesn't, uh, isn't scared of anything. And then he says this verse. Aranya mukkamuleva sunyagareva bhikkhu. Anusareta sambuddhang bayang tumhakanosya. Noche buddhang sareyata loka chetang narasabhang. Atadhammang sareyata niyanikang sudesitang. Noche dhammang sareyata niyanikang sudesitang. Atasanghang sareyata punyaketang anuttarang. Evang buddhang sarantanang dhammang sanghanchabhikho Bhayang va chambhidattang va lomhang so nahi sati At the end of the suttas is often this verse that sort of sums everything up. It's kind of a mnemonic device, a way of remembering what the sutta is about, maybe. It's also quite poetic. Is the live stream not working? Oh dear. I should be watching this better. Yep. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just messing with my sources and didn't set the settings right. It should that shouldn't happen again now. I've, I've just automatized everything, and for some reason that resets some stuff. 
anyway. So uh, just to say a little bit about this, I mean, this is actually, I mean, it's, it's not deep Buddhism, but when you are afraid, when you are at a loss, taking refuge in something is a great thing. And so this is why people take, take refuge in Jesus or take refuge in Allah or God, you know. They pray to these beings for, for um, freedom from fear. And from Buddhist point of view, we would argue that that's problematic because those beings are not enlightened. Even the gods are not enlightened. They do not have the wisdom and understanding of suffering and the cause of suffering. They are not worthy of, of uh, such worship. Uh, but, so, so the problem isn't in the act of, of, of worshiping, worshiping. It's in the object. If you, you know, reflect, if you want to say worship, but really just reflect and, and respect in your mind, you know, keep in mind the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, one or the other, your, your mind will be strong. You will feel the, the, the strength of it. And this is why this is such, a, such popular meditation techniques, because just meditating on the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha is such a powerful thing. It gives you a strength of mind. It's a good reminder for all of us when we're in the world and something happens. My teacher, I've said this before, but my teacher actually said this to me once. Back when uh, when my tie was just getting good, and he's, he was he was talking about this sutta, I think, and he he said, you know, you can simplify it. You can just say, Buddha me nato, the Buddha is my refuge. Dhammo me nato, the Dhamma is my refuge. Sangho me nato, the Sangha is my refuge. If you just repeat that to yourself, it makes you think of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and uh, gives you strength. And I was smiling when he said this because he was just he was saying it so nice, so so. Uh, I don't know. It was he was really it was beautiful what he was saying. I thought, and so I smiled, and he turns to me and he says, "You understand?" I said, "Yes, sir." And he said, "Then tell all the foreigners." Many, many, many years ago. I have that recorded, actually, that conversation, I think. I was recording that talk, and I have... Tell all the foreigners. So, I continue to do that. You should recollect the Buddha at least that far, but... You know, Better if you can remember the ETV Soul Bhagava, anyone who's a Theravada Buddhist from background, they know these things, these chants, but they may have forgot them. I recommend you to not lose track of these three brief chants ETV Soul Bhagava and Swakato Supatipano, those three chants from the Dajjaga Sutta, and in any good Theravada Buddhist chanting book you'll find. Something to protect us, something to keep us psychologically or psyched, I guess is the word for our, the work that we have to do. Apologize that the live stream wasn't on, but uh, it shouldn't happen again. 
hangout was on. You can watch it all, listen to it all on YouTube once it's all recorded if you missed anything. And I'm putting up the Hangout link now, so if you want to, if you have any questions, you can join the Hangout and talk to me. A couple of news items. Our latest meditator disappeared. So either the monsters in the basement ate him and his belongings, or he just ran away, which happened. Um, I think that's more likely. <clears throat> Because it happens, meditators uh, get discouraged and leave. He was in a lot of pain, not able to sit comfortably, not able to sit on the floor, which just makes me start to think that um, preparation is in order if you want to come, because you're coming here to do intensive meditation, and this person obviously hadn't done any preparation, which is strange which is, um, well, somewhat unique, I suppose. I would think that most of the people coming to practice have done at least a little preparatory work, which is what's kind of awesome. I mean, in Thailand, we didn't have that. A lot of people came without any preparation. So people brought their guitars, thinking they'd be able to play their guitars in between meditation sessions. There are stories of people bringing marijuana and smoking up during meditation sessions, this kind of thing. So there were problems and continue to be problems in Thailand. But here we've got this neat thing where we've got this booklet online. You can, uh, mo many of you, most of you here, I assume, have gone through this booklet and uh, you know, learned how to meditate through the videos and um, through this booklet. And then many people have actually started online courses with me. And so by the time people get here, they're already prepared. They're already psyched for it. They're already ready for it. And it's actually quite, um, well, it's, it, they've got a significant head start. And that's been encouraging. So uh, I think, you know, we might want to encourage that in the future if someone hasn't, someone hasn't read my booklet, hasn't uh, begun to meditate, both walking and sitting. Uh, we should encourage them to do that before they arrive because that's all you're doing when you're here. You know, it's hours and hours of this. So if you've, if you've gotten into meditating, it's actually not that difficult because you get into a routine and meditation, sustained meditation actually isn't that difficult because of the, the, the habit in the mind that it creates, sort of the rapturous state where you get in a, in a rhythm and doing it day in and day out is surprisingly easy. Um, but you have to you have to get there, right? You have to get into that rhythm. And sometimes getting into that rhythm is difficult because you don't your your legs aren't flexible, you know, your mind isn't flexible, you're just coming out of stress and so on. With no background in meditation, it could be quite difficult, I think. That's one piece of news anyway, but to offset that, um, we apparently have someone who wants to come and stay with us for months. We actually have two people. Someone else contacted me, but didn't ever, didn't yet follow up on it. And it's someone I don't really know, so, you know, maybe that'll work sometime. But for now, we have another person who, um, who I do know, who's been doing the course online and uh, been in contact with him and so 
he is uh, perhaps going to come soon and stay with us for six months. So we do some meditating first and then some intense meditation first. And then uh, after that, he can be sort of act as the steward. Should be kind of nice. Matt, you have a question for us, for me? You don't even have a mic or a, a phone, a microphone, mic, you know, phone, microphone, or a camera. No sound, no sight. Mm. See, part of joining the Hangout means you need a cam, a webcam, uh, and uh, microphone. Oh, I hear you now. You hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just sort of trying to figure out my settings. Okay. Oh gosh. Well, you're all good. Um, you got a question? You have a question for me? Can you hear me? I can. Okay, great. Um, yeah, it was about uh, merit, mm. and um, at first that was pretty puzzling for me. But uh, is merit more or less just um, karma? Is it like um, if you do good actions? then you get good results? Is that more or less what merit is? Yeah, merit's a fairly poor translation. I really, really go against that translation or discourage that translation. Punya means goodness. So the word you're looking for, the word you're hearing, it should be translated as goodness. Or, you know, the, the etymology of it is purification, actually, the cleansing. But, uh, but goodness is a good one because that's all it means. You know, Buddhism talks about goodness. So it's, um, it's become, it's been corrupted to mean something like merit. And that's why it's often translated in that way because that's how you have it explained. You think, oh yeah, merit, yes. So you gain merit points or something. That's not really how it works. Goodness, punya means how do you make goodness? How do you do goodness? How do you accumulate goodness? Um, okay, so so, so um, karma, yeah, it means karma, but uh, it probably is easier to understand if you use the translation of goodness because that's all it means. It means helping people, giving charity, being moral, practicing meditation, uh, listening to the dhamma. All of these are goodness, are good things. They improve your 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 psyche, they improve your life, they propel you on the spiritual path. So they're good things, they're punya. Okay, and then um, I was noticing uh, once um, I was meditating and I just uh, ended up thinking about all sorts of, um, uh, you know, monks who were practicing really well and um, the um, the old guys way back when they had to when they memorized all these suttas and stuff, and I was just, just thinking about all the purity of their hearts and that, and um, and then I started feeling really really good, and I and then I thought oh that's that's <laughs> their karma, and um, but I'm benefiting from it, and then I thought and I didn't do anything I'm just thinking about them. No, and you I'm know, benefiting. You did. That's actually what the sutta is talking about. You recollected, you reflected on the sangha. And that's what I was just talking about. When you think about the sangha, it makes you feel happy. That yeah. was a meditation. That was punya. Okay. Is that sort of like transferring merit then? Then those guys, 
I'm I'm getting I'm benefiting so from their merit. You are making good karma. Yeah. You you karma is all in the mind, right? So what is your state of mind? When your state of mind is an appreciation of good things, it's good karma. Yes. You have it takes wisdom, it takes there's a lot that's required to get to that state of mind. You have to realize, hey, yeah, this is really good. Some people look at people who are, you know, clever business people, and they think, hey, yeah, that's good, right? So that that what leads to that mind state is is delusion, because they think, well, someone who's a good business person, that's who's respect worthy of respect, and they think about those people, that's a bad thing, that's bad karma, probably. Um, but when you think about you know, people who are chanting and, and I mean, I suppose chanting is, isn't, um, but, but in that sense, you know, when you think of how pure their minds must be when they think of, when they chant all these, these texts again and again, it does purify your mind. Oh. Uh, it purifies your mind in a, in, in a, in a superficial way, you know, so your mind is pure your mind states are pure, but there's still the potential underneath for bad things to come up because it doesn't get rid of delusion. It just calms you, makes you peaceful. So your mind is pure at that time, but when you stop, your mind can become impure. Yeah. But still thinking about those 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 people. Uh, and yeah, there is something to it because... You know, I, I had to memorize the Patimoka, which is the Buddhist monastic rules. Um, and and the difficulty in it is incredible. You know, if your mind is not, uh, if you're not calm, uh, I've seen many people try, try to memorize it and you get bored. You know, you get, you get, you act, your mind actually starts to reject it because you have to chant, you know, you have to memorize, memorize, memorize. And your mind, uh, so it, it is a purifying thing. You have to deal with these emotions of aversion to to memorizing them. Yeah, and and even um, like um, when I was thinking about it, like uh, I thought even the the intention, like um, why they're you know memorizing these things, like the the goodness of their intention is what really kind of. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Just the pure, the kindness and the generosity and the compassion that they have for keeping the texts and passing them on to us. Yeah. Mind blowing. Mm -hmm. well, thank you. That's an awesome observation. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I think that's all then for tonight. Have a good night, everyone. See you all tomorrow.